Welcome to the Hasley Podcast, the show where I interview hip-hop artists five days a week. And on today's episode, I have on Cam Murdoch. So, I mean, however you want to do the interviews, it's cool with me. We could just have a conversation or you got, you know, however the format goes for you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's usually based around just like trying to keep it natural and having just a conversation. But I do have uh, some, some basic questions that I usually ask. Sure. And we, we can actually get started with uh, how you got started doing music and how long you've been doing it. Okay, so um, <clears throat> I got started doing music um, probably when I was like 14, <clears throat> a little bit, little bit before that. Actually, I started an orchestra playing the cello, but when I was 14, this one particular orchestra teacher same with Mr. Carrion. He was pretty much a jerk, except for the one thing where he introduced me to FL Studio and Reason oh. and just like electronic music production in mm-hmm. general. And it was also funny because like this, like growing up the way I grew up, I, I was like really only hip to like gospel and R&B uh, just because that's what my parents listened to. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't really listen to rap as much. Um, until around that year anyway. So, like, that was also the same year that uh, the college dropout came out, uh, 50 Cent's debut came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, like, that that area, that era of rap. Okay. So I was, like, learning about hip-hop and, like, learning about electronic music production at the same time. And I'm like, oh, snap. Like, That's just perfect. seeing people, like, chopping stuff up on a, on a beat machine that, like, really got me going and and really like i had just started kind of rapping like parody raps just like trying to be funny and Mm -hmm. class and stuff so like like that's kind of how i i guess gather the ability to to rhyme on Mm -hmm. beat but i mean eventually it, it it went from you know me rapping about something silly to now i'm like really getting into the wordplay and rapping about other things. I'm like really into battle rapping at one phase. And then I like got out of battle rapping once I got into college and like life, like I started to expand my mind and and experience new things in life. That's when I really became a songwriter. Okay. So, so like from there it was just, you know, no looking back. That's what's up, man. So that's, that's cool that, um, your teacher, introduced you to to fl studio that's interesting was he like into like like any hip-hop at all too i mean i guess you said he he kind of introduced you to that too right so i want to say he introduced me to hip-hop like i actually doubt that he listened to rap music okay but but, um like around that same time i was uh i was being introduced to hip-hop because like up until then i kind of always lived in like either just like I just lived in areas where my circle wasn't a hip hop circle. Like yeah, they were yeah. listening to you know, they were listening to other stuff. They were listening to NSYNC and like oh, one eighty two I feel you <laughs> and stuff like that. And so like I started getting introduced to hip hop when I moved to South Carolina because it was like a lot. I mean, it was it was pretty much the only thing on the radio, hip hop and R and B. Oh, nice! And then everybody, all of my peers are also just 
you know, really into hip hop and like I would buy bootleg CDs from from my homie Justin Dallas. Okay. <laughs> like he just uh, he just made bootleg CDs that he would sell out of his locker and like that's, that's dope. how I got started like like my own music. And know like my older brothers they listen to hip hop a lot and like left behind kind of like their CD collection or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was my foundation, but it wasn't until uh, it wasn't until I discovered acts like like Kanye, Most Def, that I could, I could really like be something that resonated with with how I view my own self. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, prior to that, I couldn't really relate, but that was at least like opening the door for me to to be a part of the conversation. Yeah, dude, and I. I, I want to, like, write more raps that have a lot more meaning. Like, it's interesting that you said that you started out, like, kind of just being silly and, like, making 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 kind of, like, funny funny raps because I, I've noticed that, like, a lot of people that I've had on this show, that's that's how they started, too. Like, it's just, like, uh, you know, just parodies and stuff like that. And and then they realize, hold on, they start developing, like, the skill of, of rhythm and all that stuff, and it's just a fun thing. Like, once you get into it, it's, like... It draws you in further and further. Yeah, like, and, and, and it was, it was. I feel like those kind, those people that just happened upon this skill, like it, it didn't, it didn't just happen upon it. Like you were drawn to it. Yeah. You just didn't know what you were doing with it at first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, I decided to make a bunch of songs about McDonald's and Burger King and stuff like that. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> That's what's up. So, so you said you were doing battle rapping. That's interesting. I don't think I've had anyone on the show. I mean, maybe they have, but not not. I don't think we've discussed that yet. How how did you get into that? So, like, I never really did it on a big circuit or anything, but because I guess like I got my start in and just trying to be humorous, I was quick on my feet, um, mm-hmm. and I just happened to realize that I was I was pretty good at you know, <laughs> insulting somebody oh, shit. and rhyming at the same time. So I did that for a little while in, in, in high school. But um, once I got into college and, and got more into songwriting and, and began to just have more general intellectual stimulation in my yeah. life, uh, I stopped battle rapping because I realized, like, like just writing <laughs> angry raps about how much I was going to, like, mess somebody up when I saw him in the street is isn't really like what what am I doing that for yeah it's bad energy honestly so, like it's yeah yeah it's, so. and you bring that into your life it really does like even if you don't mean anything about it like it's still kind of there's something it's the bad energy and it kind of goes yeah it sticks around and it resonates yeah and I mean like I, I also just discovered more um I guess more of like the hip-hop community aspect mm-hmm. when I got into college um through so I, I moved to Virginia to go to college because <clears throat> I just felt like drawn to the area because a lot of my favorite artists like Pharrell uh Timbaland yeah just NRD the band um there's a lot of people from Virginia and the general DMV area mm-hmm. that have been so like the influence that they've had on overall culture, like for music and, and pop and rock is astounding. Like every day I'm finding out a new artist 
that I just didn't realize was from Virginia. Okay. Um, anyway, I moved to Virginia for college, and like once I got up here, I got introduced to like other local artists, um, like Tyler Righteous, uh, Intellect, um, that I just had like you know cipher experiences with, mm-hmm. and that was a that was just a more positive form of the same thing that people get from battle rapping to me. Yeah. Like just seeing somebody display their, their like lyrical prowess and, you know, their way with words live off the cuff, but it doesn't necessarily have to be violent or, or negative. In yeah. Any way, so that's awesome. And that's actually a smart move to go to the place where there's, people that you've aspired or had or people that inspired you in lots of ways because I don't know there's this guy I was listening to uh, Tim Ferriss I don't know if you've heard of him and he uh, he was saying he moved to Silicon Valley because he wanted to be around the tech people and that's where he wanted to like really get in where he wanted to go and like that's just a smart move I think so yeah man good on you <laughs> how did that work out for him um he he's gotten in he, he's been involved with like startups and stuff like that and like he's a pretty six he's like got one of the top hundred uh podcasts too he's a he's a podcaster as well and uh a podcaster he makes podcasts i don't know <laughs> but but uh <laughs> that's cool yeah i mean uh I, I forget exactly but i mean it really was and he was talking about like because you know if you, you you'll go you'll end up going to the same grocery store as some of these people you know what i mean like you're just in the same area and like and it's also, I mean, it's just, it's, I think it's a smart move. <laughs> there's, there's more ways to explain it that I can't do it justice, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, I feel, I feel that though. Hell yeah, man. So, have you ever done any performing yet, or ever, like on stage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually, I got a show on this Friday. Um, but <clears throat> I've uh. Yeah, I performed a lot of places. Um, like some of my favorites, uh, Toronto. I performed there a few times. Um, Montreal. I, I love Montreal. Hmm. I, I just want, I want to go back. <laughs> nice. Um, I performed, you know, all all of them, mainly up and down the East Coast. Um, just like the Mid Atlantic and Northeast region, and a little bit into Canada. Uh, I've not made it back to the Midwest or to the West Coast yet to perform. Uh, furthest West, I would say I, I've performed is uh, I did something in New Orleans one time. Okay. That's like the furthest I... No. Man, I need to look at a map. Yeah. <laughs> I go to Austin like every year. <laughs> okay. Oh, hell yeah. That's what's up. To perform? Yeah, yeah. Wow. How do you get all these shows set up, man? Like, what? what is like... The, the the way to get into that? Um, I mean, I mean, like, the, the first thing people overlook is just, like, taking care of home and, like, making sure that you are prepared for the opportunity. Yeah. Making sure that you really, really, like, develop your craft and, and put, the, put all the work into the product. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you got a lot of people out there ready to prey on you if you aren't ready. Yeah. And like, so artists, like, we'll, we'll take Austin, for example. Like, you got artists that'll pay, like, 
$2,000 that they saved up over time just to go to Austin to perform for seven minutes, take some pictures for Instagram to flex with, and come back empty-handed. Wow. As opposed to staying home, using that same money to promote a project that you really, really believe in. And then, like, like if you want to go to South By, or, like, if you want to get booked on X Festival or get whatever opportunity, mm-hmm. I feel like you, you got to be thinking, you know, ahead of time. And you have to be able to lay out a simple plan for yourself that you can follow consistently. So if you if that's putting out videos, then you have to do it with consistency. You have to decide, all right, how frequently am I going to do this? What's the formula behind promoting each one and making sure that it's, it's out there and I really push it the way it needs to be pushed? Instead of just trying to, like, you know, skip the game and, like, buy likes. Okay. Showcase slots. Like... I mean, just doing doing it the right way, networking and mm-hmm. having a good product. If you don't have a good product, study good products. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely want to have like a, a good performance ready, and it definitely build up enough content to be like performance ready. Because you never know, like, what if someone wants you to do a forty five minute set? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> you better be ready for that, right? Exactly. So, do you like know people like to to get these shows booked? Like, is 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 just people you know, or 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 are you paying for some shows, certain shows? Like, how does that work? Um. So, like, once I kind of got the got the lowdown on just how shows are booked and the process of it, I just started doing it myself. So, I reach out to the venue. Um, okay. You know, if they have, like, an artist that they're working with, for example, like, out of town, if they have an artist they're working with in that area already and my sound fits their bill, sometimes they'll just, like, toss me to alley-oop and I just come out there and play the show with them. Okay. Or um, I do my own research. If I have my, you know, if I have artists in the area that I already, you know, have reached out to and they, they mesh with my sound. So I just, you know, it's, it's based on networking. Um, learning how to email properly, being courteous, yeah. Um, and like you know, offering something of value. So for me, um, being able to show venues in other states and cities, like what I can do back home, <laughs> is really important. Because yeah. if you're not, if you don't have a big following, you know, at least in your home city there's really no reason for you to be going anywhere else. Yeah, that makes sense. But, but I mean, at the same time, because of the internet, those rules have kind of been bent a little yeah. bit. Because you could be, I have a lot of people, you know, that I know here in Virginia that are relatively unknown around their block. However, they have millions of plays <laughs> online. So it's it's interesting, Yeah. Um, to say the least. But if you don't have that buzz online, you know, already where you're just being drawn all these different places. And yeah, you got to just focus on home and cultivate that following and make sure that you can like lock down your own city. So that's the value that you show these, these venues out of town or even in town is the value is showing them that you have some kind of fan base, right? Yeah, exactly. So like for me, um, showing them when I, when I didn't have a, a fan base that, came to shows necessarily mm-hmm. it's made, it was basically about hey this is what i have on social media so you just consider that 
a small percentage of those people might come to the show. Yeah. That that would be a decent turnout. So that's how I initially got started. Um, mm-hmm. And then from there, it's just a matter of like keeping up your resume, make sure that you keep track of all your press clippings, all of that stuff. Um, what are press I mean, clippings? You're lucky if you, so I mean, like whenever somebody writes about me in a magazine or okay. a blog online, uh, just like making sure that you have a link and have a, like have some format of that write up to put on your own site, mm-hmm. your own. You're you basically are, building up a resume. You know, exactly, you're building up a resume for yourself. As okay. An what 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 do you think about like if you like book a show like even at like an open open mic or just like a local venue in town? What do you think like re- having someone like record clips of that? Would that be a smart move to send to venues? Like because you, you can show them like, hey, this is what I can do. Like, look at this show. I mean, as long as like your your performance is 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 awesome and not bomb and not whack, but. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, I mean that that should be that that definitely is something you should be doing. Like, you if you if you don't have video, it didn't happen. Yeah, for sure. A lot of- <laughs> that's what's up, man. Well, that's awesome, dude. You, you fucking really helped me get a clear vision of 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 that that part of of booking and, and stuff like that and I'm, I'm really wanting to start getting into performing and i haven't really i've never even been to a venue yet and i keep saying that on every freaking episode <laughs> but i can't wait to actually just go and go and do it so i don't have to say that no more on, on these episodes because <laughs> i'm just getting so inspired like talking to you talking to these other artists that i talk to and it's just it's it's awesome and i, I love it yeah no doubt but yeah man um what what do you do to uh, promote your music? Um, so to promote my music, I, I do a lot of different stuff. Like you make sure that you have uh, a strategy for each social media platform that you can follow. So I just try and like post portions of of the process of creating the product mm-hmm. instead of just posting a finished product all the time. Like showing people a little bit of how I got there is uh, probably way more interesting for people to watch yeah. than just, uh, you know, hey, here, here's a link to my song, listen to it. For sure. Like, somebody would probably rather watch me creating a song. And it builds so, that connection. Like it also that. gives you content to, to do in the meantime while you're making the songs. Exactly. So things like that. Um, and then just also, like I, like I keep saying, being consistent. So if I do something... Um, I have to know what's coming next and when it needs to come. So mm-hmm. um, I dropped a single in January called Natural. Uh, it's doing really well. Um, coming up nice. on like the, the second second leg of promotion for that. Um, going to come out with another single here shortly. Um, but really excited because I got this awesome new project on the way called Paisley. And just... All of the different art and the pieces that are going together for this album are like, is is, is making out to be incredible. So that's awesome. That that'll be uh, that'll be coming out in June. The uh, the album Paisley. Okay, hell yeah! And you can we find where can we find that at? That's gonna be. I mean, wherever you prefer to listen to music at, that's where it's gonna be. Okay. Whether that's you know Spotify, tidal, Apple Music, Deezer. Pandora, whatever. It's yeah, all of them. There. Yeah, nice. Are you gonna plan on putting it on uh, uh, SoundCloud too, or did you say that? 
So, uh, I mean, at the moment, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, SoundCloud, I'm just not. I don't. I don't. I don't feel like artists get a benefit from SoundCloud anymore. Okay. So, so I might. I might just only put singles up there. Um, but we'll see. Are you part of the SoundCloud Premier Partner Program? No, I'm not. Because that, that one right there, if you get accepted, you have to get accepted, but you have to submit to it. Um, it's like YouTube. You can, you can, you can monetize your, your songs, and there'll, there'll be ads like right before it plays. Or when someone goes to your page, there'll be, a first, there'll, there'll be an ad. And that, that's just another way to, to monetize on SoundCloud. And I've just, I just found out today. Like I've known about it, kind of, but I looked into it today, and I, and I submitted for, for my podcast to, to be on in, in that. So that way I could start getting monetized through people that listen to it on SoundCloud. I mean, that's, that's cool, but I feel like artists uploading music to SoundCloud is what made SoundCloud like be able to charge for ads in the first place. Yeah, exactly. We should, we should all already be able to monetize our music. Yeah. SoundCloud. The fact that, you have to the fact that they've made it this elitist structure where you have to have a certain amount of of something like followers or plays mm-hmm. or whatever it is like that's kind of that's kind of whack so oh i feel you yeah mention, yeah not to mention just like the quality of the uploads like it doesn't it doesn't mesh out like i don't have to do anything extra to get paid from spotify mm-hmm. it shows up in my bank account yeah like, on a regular basis but you know, Spotify doesn't pay me what they should be paying me, but at least, at least they're paying me <laughs> upfront without any extra thing. All I got to do is upload the content. So yeah, I mean, you have to pay to get it on the Spotify, right? Huh? You have to pay to get it on the Spotify, right? Yeah, I mean, I pay, I pay like a servicer to mm-hmm. send it out to all of the different digital retailers for me. Yeah, because. I don't have the time to individually. Yeah, and I uh, think it's worth it, definitely. Like, yeah. which which service do you use? Huh? Which service do you use? CD Baby or TuneCore? Uh, neither. DistroKid? Okay. Then nice. Oh, yeah. What, and then, like, DistroKid, what's the pricing on that? It's like a one-time or like an annual fee, right? Um... They have different price plans, like summer annual. Um, I think you could pay like a one-time, a one-time fee for your record, so that you never have to pay again. Yeah. But um, I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head. Okay, yeah, because I looked at all of them, and, and Distro seems to be the cheapest one, but I just like all the extra features that CD Baby has. I'm just, I'm just a fan of CD Baby. I've been, I've been fucking with CD Baby for for a while now. But yeah, and yeah, that's that's like a whole another another side of it too, and like, but yeah, it's it's just interesting, and I I get why you wouldn't want to like, I mean, there's there's a strategy you, you can, I mean, there's always a strategy, but yeah, like you have you have songs on on SoundCloud, and those songs can help get people to find you, but then like you can put like your real like your your complete project out on Spotify. I mean, there's there's different ways to to go about it. Exactly. But yeah, dude, that's that's what's up, man. Um, so, so do you, do you record everything yourself or do you go to a studio? 
sometimes I record everything myself. Sometimes I go to a studio. Um, this really depends on what I'm working on and what I need for that record. Okay. Is this al- is this album coming out that that you have coming out all 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 through a studio or or is it just m- sometimes a little half and half? A little bit half and half. Okay, hell yeah, that's what's up. So do you? So that means you have like a recording setup at your house, then, huh? Yeah, I have a I have a setup at my crib, um, and then I mean, like in terms of production, I make all my beats on an iPad now. Hey. So I can do that anywhere. Do you do what do you use? Do you use Cubase or do you use uh, GarageBand or or a different app? I use a uh, uh, BeatMaker three. Okay, interesting. Yeah, because I actually, I started out, it's, it's funny, I started out with FL Studio making beats, and then I moved to the, the iPhone and iPad making beats, so I'm kind of, we're kind of on a similar page to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, dude, uh, there's this app, like, for the iPad called Cubase, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's like a $50 app. What's that? Yeah, I have that one, too. Okay, nice. I j- and I actually it got me into like when I moved from the iPad to the computer, I got back I I got back into it like a couple years ago. I got back into uh doing it on the computer and I and I bought like the 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 legit like Cubase that's really similar to Pro Tools and stuff like that. And I was I've been messing around with like I was messing around with it on there and making beats on there and it was it was awesome, but like I've gotten back to just doing it all strictly through my iPhone and they that's just because i have like you know i have a a little interface that connects right into my iphone and then i have my microphone my con my compressor microphone and i i get good quality vocals that way so so how do you record your your vocals do you record it into the ipad no i don't um i don't record it into the ipad i i just use the ipad to kind of just mix the track and structure things mm-hmm. um but yeah, I do. I still, I still record everything on my MacBook um, using Logic or Pro Tools. Um, okay. I'll take it to the studio, but the iPad's just a little bit more intuitive. Yeah, I like it. And it's interesting because it's you're touching it. So like when you're making music, usually it involves your fingers. So, so that that adds to another element. You know what I mean? Like. It's really yeah, intuitive and interactive. So that's that's pretty cool. I have never heard of the B, the B app that you have. I have to check that out. Oh yeah, man, it's it's probably the best one out. What did you say it was again? Beatmaker three. Okay, hell yeah, that's what's up. So, what what, what kind of microphone do you uh, record your vocals with? Um, I use a uh, I use an AKG. Okay, nice. That's what's up. Okay, yeah, dude. Um, I guess we can uh, start wrapping up this interview. Is there anything else you you want to want to talk about or let let the people know? Uh, not not really, man. Just uh, stay on the lookout for that Paisley LP coming out this June. Hell yeah, man. That's what's up. All right, dude. So, um, where where I guess we already know where we can find you at. You're on uh, Instagram and stuff like that, and I'll be linking those up in the descriptions. If you want to plug that again, you can. Yeah, man, y'all can find me. Uh, my my handle on all social media is at Cam Murdoch Jams. Uh, you can also catch me at CamMurdoch.com. Hell yeah. Hold on. I think I clicked your link earlier and it said it was dead. You're, uh, and if, if it is, I want to let you know that so that you can 
fix that. Which one? The CameraDark.com? Yeah, it says uh, 404 Google Air. The one that's connected on uh, SoundCloud. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's because I'm doing some uploading some right now for the show that I got on Friday. Okay, nice. Yeah. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to let you know that, cause it's so that I don't, I don't like, le- like if I find a dead link, I always like wanting to let let the people know, cause I know if I had a dead link, I would want someone to let me know. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah, nah. My uh, my graphic designer is just doing something right now. Okay, with that, so. that's what's up, man. All right, bro. I took it offline, so. So I, I guess this is uh, the interview, and it was a good-ass talk, and I enjoyed, enjoyed uh, having you on the show, and I'm glad you took the time to come and do it. But would you uh, be interested in coming back on the show in like six, to seven, six, six months to a year to, to see where you're at with your music and, and all that stuff? See how the album drop went? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Hell yeah, man. Well, man. Hell yeah, man. Well, I'll let you go, and uh, dude, have, have a wonderful fucking day. Alright man, you too. Alright man, later. Peace. And that is all for today's episode of the Hasley Podcast. That was Cam Murdoch. And yeah, go check out his stuff. Go do all that stuff. Um, I do have a Spotify playlist that I just created called Hasley He. It has songs by by the artists that I have on this show about 15 songs a week and I'll up, I'm going to be updating it weekly with new songs and also it's, it'll possibly have artists that I fuck with or that I want to have on the show just promoting good good underground music and if you want to stay on top of all the freshest and rawest music that I have on my show then go follow the Hasley Heat playlist on Spotify it's got some fresh ass stuff on there at least check it out and yeah go do that um, you know, you know the drill. And I'm, I'm, I'm doing another podcast with my buddies, Jake and Jeremy, called It's Funny Because It's Not. You can check out that if you want as well. Um, is there any other thing that I want to plug? I don't know. Just stay tuned. Make sure you're subscribed to this podcast and whatever you're listening to it so that you can get updated when I release new episodes five days a week. That's how I do it. That's how I get it. And going to just be getting better and better. I have some more interviews coming like that, that are some really awesome artists, and I'm excited about that. And that's all. See you guys on the next episode.